Welcome to Come Talk With Me. I'm Maxetta Gad. I believe we all have a story. I also believe we can all learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do, and sometimes we learn what not to do. My hope is we will learn we are not alone in whatever chapter of our story we are in or have been through. Today, I am super excited to have Wendy Coker Gregory with me. So, Wendy is the mom of sweet Brooke Gregory, and Brooke does have special needs. And I have watched Wendy navigate parenting her uh, online, what she has shared with us online. I have learned so much from her that I knew we had to get her story out for others to hear. So, Wendy, hello. Hello. Hey, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'll tell you, I was so encouraged after we spoke, you know, previous to the podcast. I just, I, I couldn't wait to get you on here. <laughs> I really couldn't. <laughs> I was like, let's go. So listen, why don't you share with anyone anything you'd like to add to your introduction about you or Sweetness Brooke? Um, I mean, she has special needs. Um, she was born, um, we knew like her brain wasn't shaped correctly. The wrinkles weren't normal like they should be. Um, the uh, collecting ducts in the brain of where the spinal fluid was only a millimeter small. Um, but they were like, you know, it is what it is. We'll see how things go. She. Um, had seizure disorder from birth so we went home on one medicine and um she was progressing and then um seizures kicked up and um we got to spend 56 days in the PICU and um she had to be uh intubated her brain had to be shut down to stop the seizures um, now this was all so, while know, she was an infant, right? She was a newborn. Correct. This, okay. this was at three months of age when all wow. this started happening. Yeah. And previously to that, she was progressing normally um, in wow. her, um, you know, in, in our milestones when we're infants. Um, so up to that point, she was progressing normally and then it kind of just went downhill from there. And um, she has calcifications in her brain. So what that means is something happened that caused brain cells to die and the cells leave a calcium salt. Um, Yeah, so they don't know why because Brooke is undiagnosed. Um, That's right. I found that so interesting when you were telling me about that. Go ahead and, and share that with them. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, that's good. Um, so, you know, Brooke is 20 now. And, um, and you know, science and medicine makes great strides. I mean, compared to where we were in the 1800s, the 1900s, and now here we are in the 2000s, and they've learned so much, and so many things have been learned and can be treated. Um, so back then, everything they checked her for, mm-hmm. she didn't have, she did not have all of the defining characteristics. Uh-huh. So therefore, they can't put that diagnosis on you. Um, 
And, you know, so we've just kind of navigated through this, not really knowing what was going to happen. Because uh-huh. um, there was no blueprint. Like, right. as, like right. a certain diagnosis will have a blueprint. We right. had no blueprint. So we right. were just figuring it out as we went along. Yeah. But you know what you shared with me? I, I wrote it down. I loved it. It's, it ministered to my heart in many ways. But you said, um, even with the diagnosis, it doesn't change the care that she needs. Exactly. Oh, Could we find out today? Yeah. More than likely, we could find out because they're, yeah. I mean, the neurologist has even said this, but she said, it's not going to change anything we're doing. So right. why spend the money to try to find an answer? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to, you know, I don't, you're in the medical field. I should have said Wendy is also a nurse. Um, so, you know, it may be hard on her body, the test that she would have to undergo and such. When you said it best, no matter what the actual diagnosis is, it doesn't change the care that she needs. And I, I loved that. I thought that is, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and I mean, I'll tell you, when um, she was an infant, the geneticists were like, so we don't have a diagnosis, but you could go forward looking at if this is a recessive gene that both you and dad have, uh-huh. that would that makes it a one in four chance that another child could have this same whatever this is that Brooke has. Uh-huh. That's yeah. 25%. Right. Yeah, that that was a lot. And so, you know, um, her dad and I made the decision not to have any more children. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that. So speaking of which, we touched on this um, uh, in our conversation. We will not go into depth on this conversation. Yeah. But we yeah. did um, talk about that you were married um, when you had Brooke and when she was even when she was a newborn and infant in those stages, her needs were also very great. Uh, you yes. were working full time. Your husband was working full time and it did take quite the toll on your marriage. There is a lot of strain on the marriage. I didn't even realize until you and I were talking about it. Uh, it required you one of the two of you sleeping in the bedroom with her. Um, you worked came right home to care for her. I should also add, Wendy is a nurse in the cancer unit. Is that correct? Now I am. At the time, I was working in the hospital, like up on an inpatient unit. Yeah. Okay. So you were continuously giving out, caring for others. You had to come home, do that at home. So it does take its toll on the relationship. And that relationship has since changed. You and her dad are not together, but... He is still active in her care as well, in her life, um, excuse me, as well. So, Correct. I'll let you add or take away anything of that that you want to, or we can call it good and move on. That's up to you. <laughs> I, I think we can call it good. I mean, okay. just um, like I said, we didn't have a blueprint. And exactly, yeah. When Brooke was two, things changed because medically her liver was enlarged and... Um, they made the decision to take her off one of the seizure medications that was the likely culprit. Mm-hmm. And as we, as we weaned off of that, did her liver start going back down to normal size and her labs improved? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I refer to it as the monster woke up. Yeah. Um, because, you know, 
seizure medications are very sedating typically. So Brooke okay. slept a lot. Um, so once we started weaning this one medication down, she woke up and she was very inconsolable, cried a lot, um, regardless of what you did. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah. takes a toll. Anybody that's had yeah. a colicky baby knows. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we were, we went on dealing with this for probably 12 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So not cool. only did we have the medical side of things and, yeah. and, you know, we were at battle. That's how I look at it. We were yeah. in battle mode, keeping right. her alive and providing her care. So, you know, yeah. when you're sleep deprived, you also yeah. become a different human being. So that's right. I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there, there are definitely a lot of other factors to consider. So, um, but right now, Brooke lives with you full time, and yep. you you work full time, and you said she is twenty. And yes. Just to give people an idea, um, if they follow you on Facebook, they have seen Brooke. I think she has the sweetest smile, and I love it when the kitty is near. You know. Yes. Uh, the sweetest smile. She most certainly does. And I got to meet her one time. I was at the mm -hmm. mall. I forget how long ago yeah. it was. I got to meet her in person. And that smile is just as beautiful in person. So. Oh, thank um, you. She does have a feeding tube. Is that correct? Yes. Um, correct. A catheter. She is nonverbal. And she has sleep apnea. Is that correct? Or was that when she was younger? No, she does have that. So she has okay. to wear a BiPAP at night. Okay. And, and so she also requires um, a wheelchair for mobility. So mm -hmm. I, I just want people to, to get the idea of, we know, you know, when my kids are sick, they, there are special things we put in place or things that we have to do. But for you, this is every day, the routine you have to go through every single day and taking care of her. I know that out of the love as a mother that you have for her, you do so, but I would love for you to touch on when you, you shared with me that you just one day had had it. I asked you, do you, mm -hmm. have you ever questioned God? Because Wendy is a, a woman of great faith and you shared with me about having a time of just sitting down and crying. Can you kind of share that with everyone? Yeah. So, you know, um, Oh, goodness, she used to cry, and I was working 12s, so I was gone 14, yeah. basically, with my commute time, and um, I was just exhausted, and nothing I did could, could satisfy her at all, yeah. and um, I just finally started crying, and I told God I was finished. I said, I'm done. Yeah. I need you to step in and take care of whatever this is. It's mm -hmm. causing her to cry. And I just, I just weeped. I yeah. don't know how long. Right. Um, and it was like, not long after that, she did go off to sleep. Mm -hmm. But um, it was like two weeks had went by. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness. She has slept every night for the last two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And that's when things started turning around. Like, yeah. The, the Lord heard my cries and my pleas, and he answered that. Yeah, yeah. Because he knew, he knew my heart. Right, right. And it was almost like you, 
you just got to a place where you surrendered to him and said, God, I trust you. Uh, what this is, what it is. I think we talked about it. We just called it a place of acceptance. You yes. Know, this here's yes. her needs. You're still a good God. I still love you. And with his strength, you continue to parent her and parent her well. There's just something to be said about that, Wendy. I mean, that is, uh, to me, a tremendous witness of the relationship you have with, with God. And Yeah, I have, I have a very supportive, very supportive church, very supportive pastors. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Um, you know, lots of hands-on prayer with her through the sure. years. And, yeah. um, you know, just very supportive. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, my pastor always says God is not a respecter of persons. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why sometimes people get a, a miracle or a healing and some people don't, but you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, how do we know it's not a person's healing or miracle just because it's not in the shape or the form that we expect it to be? Oh my gosh. That's, beautiful yes you are correct yeah 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 because he's still done a lot of mighty things in and through her body you know that you've shared when she's gotten sick or or different things um that's right Wendy I agree with that that's right yeah so tell us about Brooke now I know when when she was younger you shared with me you had to learn her cues what she needed and didn't like and such and it is it some in some ways the same now? Absolutely, because mm-hmm. you know, she's nonverbal. Uh-huh. So honestly, she's a lot like an infant. And you know, you learn your baby's cries, you learn that hungry cry, right. you learn that, oh, their diaper needs changed cry, or they just yeah. want mommy or just want daddy. Yeah. And um, she is so funny. Like, I just giggle all the time at her <laughs> because, um, her very first, like she, you know how when you people play poker and they're like, oh, that guy has a tail. Yeah. Um, she has a tail <laughs> and um, it's her, let me think a minute, it's her left hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it just comes up. Her uh-huh. face doesn't change. She doesn't uh-huh. grimace, but the hand comes up. Oh. So, you know, she's yeah. getting ready to get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a little warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your warning. You guys better yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now, tell but yeah, me. she she fusses. Like if yeah. she's unhappy, yeah. she needs her diaper changed. Right. She fusses, and my friends always say, "How do you know what she wants?" And I'm like, "I go through the checklist." Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. We go right. through the checklist. So, how important is having a schedule with her? You know, we are all kind of creatures of habits, I uh-huh. think, even as quote unquote normal people. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like these special kiddos, they become even more creatures of habit. Yeah. Um, they expect this cartoon to be on at this time. They expect to go like for the mobile kids. Uh-huh. They expect uh, like my friend has an autistic son and he knows on Saturdays he gets to go swimming. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, and you know, if you break that 
um, cycle, they get fussy, they get a little rowdy, and yeah. she's the very same way. Yeah. Like we we call her bed her nest because uh -huh. she absolutely loves her bed. Oh. And about nine thirty at night, uh -huh. she can be smiling, and the next thing you know, the hand goes up, the fussing oh. starts. Yeah, you take her to bed, she ear to ear grin. She yeah. got what she wanted. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So that's what she does. She's yeah. she's funny like that. Yeah. Oh. Now tell me how how do you juggle taking care of you when you you give out at work, you give out to her, um, and you're, you're doing it for the most part on your own on a day to day basis. But how do you take care of Wendy and keep yourself healthy, mentally, physically, spiritually, just all the way around? Well, for a very long time, I didn't because uh -huh. we were in battle mode. Right. Um, and so just keeping her alive was was yeah. the goal. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, when she was she was 14 and she had her spinal surgery for scoliosis, things changed. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, she didn't cry. All, she didn't cry as much. So um, she became a lot easier to take care of. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, I've had. Uh, she's had one nurse for the last probably eight or nine years. Uh -huh. Um, but is very, very good at taking care of her and helping me, um, catch problems, uh -huh. uh, you know, kind of cut things off. So finally I was like, Wendy, you have to get yourself together here and take care of you because yeah. you need to be alive and around to take care of her. Right. Um, so, you know, I, my weight had gotten out of control. Um, so, you know, slowly over the past probably seven years, I've slowly, you know how that whole weight battle is. You lose uh -huh. some, you gain a little back, right. you lose yeah. some. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm consistently working on that. I joined, um, gave myself permission to buy oh. a spa membership. Nice. And, um, yeah. So I can go get, you know, use my membership to get a pedicures, a massage, a facial, yeah. um, things like that. Um, I make sure that I schedule myself two vacations a year. Nice. Um, yeah. And my my aunt from Ohio, my auntie, mm -hmm. um, and mom come up and stay yeah. at my house and Betty continues to do her regular work schedule and that's how I I get some downtime Good. to just yeah. feel feel normal right you yeah. know yeah um but it, it took a while to get to the place of giving myself permission that it was yeah. okay yeah, yeah. I, I imagine it did but I'm very glad that you are doing that very very glad good for you now Thank talk you. to me about how important I'm going to say outside help is just because mm -hmm. you and Brooke live alone, but you know, others helping you, whether it be your friend or you had mentioned she's in a special program. She gets a nurse and a, you know, some assistance that way, but how important is it for outside help to be involved? Listen, Brooke is um, significantly delayed. She's mm -hmm. like an infant. She has to, yeah be helped with everything. She can't sit up by herself. She can't hold her head up. So, I mean, then you've got to add your seizure precautions and, yeah. um, you know, 
she has to have 24 seven care and mm -hmm. caregivers get burnout if they don't have assistance. Caregiver burnout is real. Absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, having the nurse here while I work, that allows me to go to work and focus and not worry about her. Yeah. Yeah. I know that she's in safe hands. Yeah. Um, her, my mother, Rita, is uh -huh. one of my respite providers. Uh -huh. um, now my neighbor is, and um, gosh, it's it's just so helpful because oh, yeah. I'm always on a schedule. So yeah. you know things things happen and you run late or whatever. So it's right. nice to be able to pick the phone up and say, "Hey, can you go over to the house? I should be home by this time." Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and not and not have to worry i mean it right. literally right. takes a village it really yeah. does yeah i imagine so so i'm very thankful though you have those those people in place to help you in time of need and then to help you just get a break to catch your breath sometime yes thank very you me important. too yeah very important now you said that you do go to church and you take brooke with you is that correct yeah that's right she loves it Oh, good. Was it, have you been in that church for a long time or was it difficult to find a church that you felt like you could manage having her there as well and they accepted her? Um, what has that journey we looked have, like? We have been there, um, I think, going on 18 years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they knew her just yeah. as a baby. Yeah. They yeah. did. They, they've been right there through it all. And, yeah. um, um, you know, it, they're just gosh, they're good people. Uh -huh. um, they just accept you in whatever place you are. Uh, you don't have to dress fancy. Uh -huh. If you want to come in in your work clothes, they don't care. No, Nobody yeah. cares what anybody's wearing. Right. Um, it's always just about loving on people and showing them the love of Jesus. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And you know, I bet it helps the other children there too to learn how to love and interact with a special needs kiddo. You know, I bet it has been wonderful for them as well. Right. And, and you know, I don't mind when they come up. The parents always look mortified and I have to chuckle to myself because <laughs> I probably would um, feel the same way if, yeah. if the shoe were reversed. But yeah. um they always look mortified, but I always welcome their questions. And once they get their questions answered, they're on their way. They're good to go. Yeah. They found yeah. out what they needed to know and they move on. <laughs> and that's it. If only adults could be that way, you know, <laughs> we could learn, right. learn from kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So tell me also, you mentioned um, about her pediatrician. I love that story and how God worked that out. Would you share that? Oh, with them? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. It is. Um, so her pediatrician was a resident in the uh, PICU when Brooke was up there. Mm -hmm. And so he knows how her brain looks. He's seen the scans. He, he knows why she ticks like she ticks. Um, but after we left, it was like a year later, he joined the practice that we would go yeah. to um, for, to see her pediatrician. So when he joined the practice, we were able to switch over to him for her care. And um, he's just phenomenal. His name's Brian Policano. And um, I just adore that man. Um, I can text him, call yeah. him and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing what are your thoughts? And he'll say, well, do you want to go ahead and do this? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Like he trusts me because he knows I know her. Right. 
That's so important. And, yes. and you know, it's always tricky sometimes because these docs go by the textbook. Well, that's not yeah. a textbook fever. That's not a textbook this. Uh-huh. Well, Brooke is breaking the barriers. So Brian knows <laughs> he cannot stick to the textbook with her on a few things. So he yeah. will take a look at some things when he may not with a quote unquote normal kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How so, important is that to you to have such a good relationship or, or like to, to talk to other parents with special needs kiddos? What, how, how important is it to have a good relationship with one solid provider? Oh, I think it's phenomenal because yeah. the situation that of raising these wonderful kiddos is stressful enough without having to like go to war just to get a urine checked or something yeah. like that. You know, right? Um, these providers listen to the parents because we are with them day in day out. We know mm-hmm. their cues. We we know. Uh oh, this she's doing this again. I wonder if kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So they become very open to um, listening to us and going ahead and investigating things that need investigated. Yeah, that's great. That is great. It it relieves a lot of the stress, Maxetta, honestly. Oh, I imagine so. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, there's a couple more things I wanted to mention that I loved when you said, when, when I was talking to you previously, you referred to your, your parenting of Brooke as an adventure. And you also, during that conversation, we had some laughs at some different topics that we had (laughs) talked about. And I was so encouraged that you, you are still laughing in the face of what many would crush many people or many people would be crying. So that, that strength is something I just stand in awe of. And I, I just admire it so much. I really do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, you are an encouragement to to others. What can we do as folks that I don't, like myself, I do not have a lot of knowledge about special needs children or families. I have learned so much from you, just what you've shared online. One thing, I shared this with you that I learned, um, I think one of our other mutual friends had posted about, you know, they have baby changing stations in bathrooms Mm -hmm. in public places and I believe it was it was you or her one said how handy it would be to have adult size changing tables for special needs kiddos or adults I keep referring to her as a kid but she's you know an adult so things of that nature I don't even think about until parents that are in the situation share them so what are some things or situations that others may not be aware of that you'd like us to be? Well, I mean, that is a huge one. So I can't tell you how many times I've had to change Brooke in the back of my SUV or something like that. And then like you try to find kind of a secluded parking spot to go to, because even though we all have um, all of our private parts and we all know what they look like, people look, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. not because they're being, you know, weird. It's just, that's what we do. Right. Um, so, you know, I personally always appreciate if when someone sees me struggling, if they say, excuse me, I know you don't know me, but I see you're having a hard time. Can I help you? Nice. What can I do to help you? Yeah. Um, you know, even if it's, 
holding the blanket up to kind of right. try to give a little bit of privacy while they yeah. change their their person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like something that's just recently been brought to my attention because I've never had a wheelchair accessible vehicle before. Uh-huh. And I finally have been able to get a van. Well, it's a side load van. Uh-huh. And, you know, you can't unload in a regular parking spot because it goes over into the next parking spot yeah and so you know when you see those wheelchair parking only wheelchair van parking only or spots with the with the blue lines out from them Uh if you're not in a wheelchair van try not to park in the spot yes because how can others get their their family member out right without taking up two spots yes um, and so, you know, even if you drop someone off that needs the handicap spot, you yourself yeah. is not handicapped, you could move and wait on your, your person to come out, but you That's would right. be very surprised how that, how often that does not happen. I bet it is. Yes. So listeners, be vocal about this. <laughs> do not park in those spots. Call someone out if they do, <laughs> they don't need them and um, offer a hand when needed yes so that's yes. that's huge right thank you and you know you can always be polite about it right. you don't have to be a complete jerk because exactly. i feel like for some reason right now society is just full of people that want to fly <gasps> off the handle the and truth. be rude yes yes, yes. Know, i mean yes. i even said to a lady one time excuse me <laughs> yeah you don't you don't have a wheelchair vehicle and she was like but I have one of the placards and I said, I am not arguing that at all, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I was like, but that says wheelchair van parking only. Yeah. And as you can see, that's why the blue lines are there so that we can get our family member out of the van. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And yeah. she just turned around and walked off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, you can be polite about yeah, it. It's kind of scary in today's world trying to like. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Call somebody out. Yeah, that is right. Thank yeah. you for that correction. We need to be kind when doing it. Yes. Agree. Yes. Agree. Um, what about, we will not go super personal into this, but financially it is often a strain for mm-hmm. families with a special needs Uh, member. So financially, Mm -hmm. what could we do for families? Maybe I was thinking, gosh, even if you fix dinner one evening, you know, randomly and took over to them or give them gift cards for things. But what could we do financially for families at all ages when it's when they're babies, toddlers, teens to adults to just be able to love on them some? Right, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's that's a tricky one. But yeah, Things, things are just expensive across the board for everybody. Yeah. Um, it really is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like adult diapers are expensive. Right. Yeah. So even if you wanted to bless someone and mm-hmm. buy them one pack of adult diapers just to yeah. say, hey, I saw these and I thought of that you guys could use them. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could spend that $10 and that's 10 more dollars that that mm-hmm. family might have yeah. to put towards something else. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, that is correct. Um, and, and am I correct that adult diapers are not covered under any type of insurance? Is that right? 
So I get Brooks through um, a company out of Wheeling. I get them shipped mm -hmm. to the house every month. Mm -hmm. um, my my primary insurance does not cover them. Uh, okay. Uh, but her Medicaid card does. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes oh, I'm but, just fortunate that I have the waiver program, the Medicaid yes. waiver for the MRDD. Yeah. Um, kiddos so but i imagine still you, you can't get enough of them i'm sure that you use more than you know what is absolutely in, yeah you, you cannot have enough of them especially maybe if she does get a virus or something of that nature you know you're traveling or something so yeah, yeah i that's think that's right. a wonderful idea i really do so that's great is there anything, Miss Wendy, that you haven't shared or that we haven't touched on that you want to share or make sure people are aware of? I mean, you know, these families get to a place of acceptance. We talked about this a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. but like I'm at a place of accept acceptance that oh, I, love it. Um, I can't just get up and go do A, B, C, or D. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of planning, mm -hmm. um, but caregivers need breaks. Yeah. yeah. So even if you're not like you don't you work full time or you have a schedule, put that offer out there to say, hey, I have some time um, this day or that day that I could mm -hmm. come over and hang out with Brooke. If you would like to go take a bubble bath, go to yeah. the grocery store, right. go out to eat dinner, go meet with your go watch a movie yeah. like please keep checking on these people because yeah. it, it's hard. It's emotionally and mentally exhausting, yeah. especially yeah. when they have like active things going on. If they're sick, if their seizures are, you know, they're having a breakthrough with their seizures, things like that. Sure. It's very important to check on, check on these people so that yeah. they know that they're not forgotten. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's right. Thank you for that. You're welcome. We'll just end with one more quick topic. We had talked about when she turned 18, even though she's your child, you did have yep. to file for legal guardianship so you could continue to make decisions on her behalf. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So just a heads up to you. I'm back. Hey, I'm sorry. We got disconnected there. Um, I, I just wanted to make sure people knew that, you know, there was the legal aspect of filing for guardianship so you could continue to make her decisions. Um, and let's see, I think we've tackled about everything else. I, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining me and for giving voice to, to this, I don't, to this adventure. I like that word yes. so much. Let's yes. call it that. And please keep sharing what you feel comfortable sharing because I, I'll tell you online and such, it, you really are teaching a lot of us things we didn't know. So thank you so much for that. Um, anything else you want to share? I will let you go. I don't think so. I really appreciate you, you know, look, just having it on your heart to talk about this because, you yeah. know, a lot of things that make people uncomfortable, they just brush it under the rug. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and this yeah. is real life. This is real life. Right. right. That's right. It is. And you're and right just, about that. You know, we're, some of us are uncomfortable. We weren't sure. Even when I reached out with you, to you, I thought, I don't want to use the wrong words. I don't want to yeah. 
you know, but you were so kind and willing to just teach me and educate me and the listeners that that makes a big, big difference. So I thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Wonderful. Well, I will let you go. Enjoy your evening. It's a beautiful day today. And um, for my listeners, I thank you so much for tuning in. Please remember what she mentioned on how to bless some other families in this situation. And if you want to reach out to Wendy personally to bless her, contact me and I'll get you her information. And let's remember that we're all in this thing called life together. So let's be kind to ourselves and to others today. We will talk again next week. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Wendy. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.